I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Yes, this week's Mark's National Breastfeeding Week in Ireland, which aims to support, inform, highlight, and last but not least, celebrate breastfeeding and judging from recent data collected as many as over 60% of babies in Ireland are breastfed on leaving the hospital and these stats are on the rise so if you decide to go the breastfeeding route what support is out there for new and expectant mums well there's lots from Lalesh to Quidju to lactation consultants there's lots of information out there joining me now is one woman who not only breastfed her own children but she's a board certified lactation consultant and volunteer as a breastfeeding counsellor with Drogheda Quidju breastfeeding group Catherine McCown, you are on the line. You're very welcome. How are you getting on? Hi, Sinead. Happy National Breastfeeding Week. Good to talk to you. Absolutely. Great to have you on again. Now, over 60% of babies in Ireland are breastfed breastfed on, on leaving the hospital, which is great to see. So have you found that attitudes then towards breastfeeding are changing for the better? I think so. And I think it's terrific that, you know, more people are initiating breastfeeding and the rates certainly are going up. But what I'm also aware of is that women, you know, we're set up to breastfeed. We're told it's, you know, the biological norm. It's what we should be doing. Lots of women intend to breastfeed, but then they go home and that's where I think the troubles can begin to arise. Um, Yes. We need support. We need information. And... I heard in the media yesterday, you know, there was kind of, it was out there, breastfeeding, breastfeeding, should we be getting women to do it? And I just thought, oh no, this is putting more pressure mm. on women. What are we doing to support them? And that's what we do at Draha de Quidu. We are mothers. We trained as breastfeeding counsellors because we ourselves came down to the group like rabbits in the headlights with our own babies. We had our own challenges we got a really welcoming reception, um, in particular for Margot Duffy, who is a retired midwife who set the group up herself about 12 years ago. So because we got the support, we had had our own challenges and we knew that with the right support and with other mother support, you could make a difference. That's why we ourselves as volunteers decided to pick up the mantle, train with Quidju and support other mothers in the East Meath and Louth area. Oh, absolutely. And it's such a vital service. And, you know, you hit an important point there because, you know, you're talking about, say, the the pressures that uh, new mums feel all of the time. And you're so right, because there is this kind of, oh, breastfeeding is best and come on, come on and try and try. And there's this kind of pressure that's put on women. And often the reality of breastfeeding does not match what our intention and the, the lovely, peaceful images of, of mothering 
and baby together. So I love that you've actually said that. Yeah, I often say to the moms who come down to the group and they're invariably they might be crying and they just feel totally at sea. And I say, look, it's you've been grown up all your life. You've been using a knife and fork. It's like someone has handed you chopsticks now and you're just expected to use them. We do not grow up in a breastfeeding culture. We don't see it. And you don't learn to breastfeed by reading a book. You need to see it. You need to live it. And it doesn't just happen in hospitals. It happens in community. So I had a lovely experience with a friend of mine who I was out for a coffee with earlier in the week and she was chatting about how her sister had had a new baby and it was her second baby and she was breastfeeding again. And my friend just mentioned that that mom had been kind of in two minds about whether to send the toddler to the childminder. And she said to her, you know, you've just had a baby, you need to look after yourself, you're breastfeeding, take that time, take that offer to have that other child minded for a while. And I don't think she even knew that what she was doing was supporting her sister to breastfeed. Mm. And that's what we need. We need supportive families, supportive communities, healthcare professionals supporting us, volunteers like ourselves and quid you. It's not one thing or the other. It's all those things coming together that can support a mom to meet her breastfeeding goal, whatever that might be. Absolutely. And you're talking about visibility, you know, and making it normalised. I mean, uh, you know, we were chatting about this yesterday ourselves. You know, the fact that uh, I think it's on the British goggle box. There is uh, one of the ladies yeah. uh, in the family. She's very openly breastfeeding her her baby. There was also a woman breastfeeding, I think, on an ad for a supermarket recently enough as well. Yeah. It's great to see mums, breastfeeding mums represented in this way outside of just yeah. a poster or something, you know. Yeah, I think just that normalising. I mean, I always get very excited when a celebrity on the couch for Graham Norton, I, I don't know if he's even aware, but he will very often start talking to women about, you know, Claire Foy, you were doing the crown and you just had a baby and she'll talk about, you know, the pumping or whatever. And it's in a very kind of humorous manner and very normalising. And it's things like that that I think people need to see people who they think she's like me. Yes. Doing it, I can do it. And you know, actually, funny as you say that, because have you seen the picture of Katy Perry recently where it's just, I love it. It was uh, coming up to the Grammy Awards. She put it on Instagram and she's in, I think she's like about two or three days postpartum and she's in the most unflattering uh, Bridget Jones style uh, underwear and she's got the pumps and she's got (laughs) the pumpers on and she's got the hair all over the place and she's making light and fun of the whole thing. But she is there in all of her postpartum glory and I just thought that was amazing to see. It is, it's great to see because moms need to see that you don't have a baby and then life resumes as it was before. It's a massive transition and I, when we talk to mums at the group, it's one, it's every week we have that conversation about the transition to motherhood And another thing that we kind of will say a lot is, look, a baby is born, a mother isn't. This Mm. is going to take time. You know, you will find your feet and you are all that your baby needs. But it takes time to grow into that. And generally, we've been working in fast paced jobs and we're busy. And then we find ourselves at home with a baby. We feel like we're doing nothing. We're actually doing everything. So it's all these thoughts in your head that are racing around. And as you said, that pressure to be perfect, to look like this, to do that. That is really, really challenging for mums to kind of deal with. And after I had to quit you, that listening ear and that normalising, and it's not just us as volunteers, and this is kind of what's really disappointing about not the group not being able to meet, is that the mums at the table do it for each other. 
Mm. I just love when I've been talking to a mum one week and she's been crying and she's, you know, she's had a challenge and in three weeks' time she's overcome that and then a new mum comes in who's crying and challenged and I can point her to that other woman and say, look, have a chat to her. She was where you were three weeks ago. She would be able to let you see that light at the end of the tunnel. And it is that making that connection with somebody who's in that same space as you is just so important. Oh, it really is. And and not to feel like you're failing your child, because this is yeah. why all these guilty kind of thoughts come into the, to the picture as well. But tell me about COVID affecting the group then. You guys obviously haven't been able to, to meet up. And of course, you have to be so careful when there's little babies and everything else. So how have you adapted? We, the day that Leo closed the schools, we were at the group and everyone's phones start buzzing. So when we realised that the group wasn't going to be able to meet, we kind of put our heads together and we're like, OK, what can we do? How are we going to manage this? So we put together what we kind of call our text line. So there is one phone number mm-hmm. that one of our breastfeeding counsellors, she takes in all the calls. We encourage moms that literally all they have to do is text breastfeeding to that number. And then Jess will make sure that one of us, we have a little rotor system and one of us will call that mom back. So Fantastic. we didn't know was it going to work. We we're like, is anyone going to call? because we know how difficult it is to lift the phone. But I actually remember so vividly our first caller and I spoke to her and I realised that I had actually been working with her and supporting her a couple of um, months previous to that. And that mom had had a really challenging breastfeeding experience where, you know, she didn't get timely support, her milk supply had been compromised and she was combination feeding. And she had really struggled to come to terms with that. But for me, she was a real breastfeeding hero because she had just done so much in the face of the different challenges that she met to keep going. She rang the text line. The baby had suddenly stopped feeding. And Mm. I had a very vivid memory of Marie, one of our counsellors who'd had the same experience and her child had near infection. So said to this mom, I'm just wondering, could this be, you know, what's going on? Maybe, you know, have a little ring of doctor on call. She texts me the next day to say, that is what it was baby was back in the boob she was delighted so that just made me feel yes this text line has a place and we can help moms and this is I suppose what we felt we could do during this pandemic Oh it's a fantastic service it really is and you know we were talking about this at the start of the the piece here where that in Covid and lockdown and everything else I'm kind of surprised by this a lot of women have decided to actually breastfeed they feel maybe more comfortable doing it because they're going to be at home all the time they're not going to be out and about because I know that's another hurdle that a lot of women who decide to breastfeed have to come over overcome as well so this is all very encouraging then It is and we've had calls from mums who are maybe having baby number two or three and haven't breastfed before and you can kind of hear their voices that they're kind of tentative and we're like well look you know about babies you've made the transition to motherhood there are so many things that can maybe trip you up when it's all new you have all that in the bag and then again lovely to maybe get a text a few weeks down the line saying that things are going well and you're just so proud of these women who in spite of everything that's going on which is just so challenging when you have a new baby that they're able to meet their breastfeeding goals. Oh, so, it's yeah, it's great. It really is. is. Yeah, and this week as we said it's breastfeeding week. Normally you'd be hosting your fantastic bake off that you normally do to celebrate, but this year you're doing a little different. We are um like every everybody else um re- respecting social distancing and you know groups not meeting. So we have really tried to keep our Facebook page very active and use it for a couple of things. So to 
give information, accurate information to mums and also get across that feeling and that ethos of quidio of unconditional support. And we were putting our heads together on what are we going to do for National Breastfeeding Week? And we decided that we would do a virtual coffee morning. Love and us. And when you invited me to come on your show, I was like, that is just perfect timing because we can have a voice on the airwaves. So moms have been posting um, photographs on our Facebook page this morning, having a coffee or some of them have actually baked, which is very impressive. And it's just, I suppose, it's a virtual hug to mm. people out there. We're here. We know they're out there. And it's for us as volunteers, it's lovely to feel connected to the women who are following the page and know what you means to them because it means so much to us. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, what would you say then to mums out there who might be struggling at the moment with breastfeeding? But, you know, like we were, Catherine, in floods yeah. of tears, feeling yeah. like a failure, but they want to continue. What would you say to them? I would say to them, all of us as breastfeeding counsellors have been where you are. We have sat and cried our eyes out and there's no shame in that. It's it's so normal. It's so part of it. And that if they lift the phone, that we're there to provide a listening ear. We are there to listen to what they want to do and to give them accurate information and to signpost them to where if they need additional help that might be. And that there's no, we like we're not on commission. We mm-hmm. don't, we get nothing out of this. So if a mom rings us because she wants to wean and she's decided that her breastfeeding journey, she's come to the end, that's what we will do. We will support her to do that and we'll help her reflect on what she has done because there's too much of, oh, I didn't do this or I only did that. Yeah. You know, we'd be much more, you breastfed for a week. That is fantastic. And we'll remind her of what that means to her child and remind her that, you are what your child needs, that children thrive in loving relationships and it's the arms and the comfort of their mum. That's what they want. Absolutely. No, I couldn't have said it better myself. Thank you so, so much, Catherine, for joining us on the show today. If people want to get in touch with you, it's through Facebook. That's the best way. Yes, and you don't have to have a Facebook account. It's a public page. So if you put into your search engine, Draha de Quidu Breastfeeding or Draha de Breastfeeding, we will come up and the pinned post at the top has the the text line so they can text us and the page itself has lots of information um, that mums can have a look at lots of kind of what we call info pics so you don't have to read much you can look at it it's very clear and kind of fun things as well and plenty of celebrity breastfeeding because we know everybody enjoys that yes it's a very active page altogether Catherine thank you so so much for joining me on the show today Thanks, Sinead. I'll hopefully talk to you again next year in person. Absolutely, yes. We are well due a meet up in person, that's for sure. Catherine McGowan there. Facebook is the place. Quid you draw it out if you want more information. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 